Hey, welcome back to another Closing Staff podcast. Here in the shop, um, Distro, and I'm here with my uh, partner in crime, Tradehold. Yo, what's up? And there's another uh, good episode, too. We have uh, another guest coming back. Awesome episode beforehand, but I'd like to introduce my man, Funkoland. I feel like I was just here. <laughs> <laughs> Long time no see, right? Again, Cash Rap is not here because uh, he's still under the weather. Yeah. He's, feel, he's feeling better. He's just wanting, just being being safe. He has, a, he has a status ailment, yeah. 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 He's, uh, he's got poison afflicted. Yeah, right. He gets the right, you know, elixir. He gets the right, uh, he right needs potion. The yeah. yeah, he needs the antidote. Exactly. <laughs> or a remedy. remedy. Or Asuna. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. yeah, there he is. There yeah. That being said, you know, it's excited to have another episode here in the shop. But we wanted to talk to you more about uh, perception as far as GameStop goes right yeah. now, especially with all this, the events that have been happening. Yeah, this the is lockdown, a, the, the quarantine, you know, public and... perception of GameStop. Um, we touched about this with Funko Land actually in the last recording, in that you know now that Reggie's on the board, people are a lot, paying a lot more attention to what GameStop is doing, mm-hmm. seeing these uh, offers that they have. And they're crediting it to Reggie, even though they've been there. So uh, we, I know Funko Land has actually been wanting to talk about uh, the perception, like the public people's perception of GameStop for a while now. Oh yeah, because it's been um, it's been all over the place. I feel oh, like yeah. it's been one of these things where it's up, it's down, it's up, and then now it's just been down for the yeah. longest time. And we touched about it in the last recording too. Um, you know, uh, I know that uh, Funko Land actually wanted to talk about you know the what it is with the Reggie being on the board of directors now and where GameStop might be headed. Yeah, a little a little more direct too. Like what is GameStop's identity right now? Because for a uh, minute that's, there that's the problem. GameStop GameStop has been yeah. searching for their identity for, you know, several years now. It's been years, yeah. It's been absolute years. And uh like what is it for you right now? Well I I see GameStop for what it is because I'm a person who who's actively, you know, runs a business. Mm-hmm. So I see what GameStop's doing at its core. But again, public perception is something you're probably going to hear a lot here in this episode. Um, The way people perceive you is absolutely everything. And whether you do things right or whether you do things wrong, it's their opinion of you. Mm -hmm. And that's something GameStop has tried for many years to get footing on. Um, I've been a fan of GameStop for a long time, and I've never quite understood why they can't seem to get things right. And, you know, with the consistent revolving door of CEOs who are there for maybe a year, six months, a week, 24 hours. They just just jump (laughs) off ship. They literally jump and abandon the ship because they realize that GameStop itself is mired in so much negativity. And, um, you know, one thing I, I ask, I have a little series of questions I ask all my clientele, all my consumers who come in. Um, are you a, um, frequent, you know, buyer or shopper at GameStop and either they'll tell you oh yeah no I go to GameStop once in a while or the more commonly one the more common one that you'll hear is that uh, no I don't like GameStop F GameStop it's a terrible (laughs) place they don't they pay you nothing for trades and this is just and I ask them you know when was the last time you're there and oh it's four or five years yeah you know what just changed four or five years (laughs) (laughs) everything people change People change uh, all the time. Their perception changes. Uh, people say in clothes, music, movies, car you drive, maybe the person you're dating. They all change. <laughs> you know. To be fair, also some you know some people uh, passage of time they don't keep track of. They don't so keep track. Of, it might yeah. not have been four or five years in their mind, but until you ask them, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, it has been. Like yeah, it's four been or five it's years. been a long time. But yeah, yeah like, even asking somebody like, oh, I was like, oh, I was like back in 07. Yeah. To them, it was like not even that long ago. Yeah. But looking at it now, it's like yeah, yeah it's, 10 it's, plus it's, years. It's, yeah. it's forever ago, but. Um, you know, I, I I watch a lot of different like YouTube uh, videos about various degrees of you know business and you know things like, things of that nature. Uh, some people might be aware of uh, a YouTuber by the name of Camelot, 
who posts a lot of videos about GameStop and their unfair business practices, the way they treat employees. And he did so many of these videos. He got on GameStop's radar real, real quick uh, to the point where he, were, he was getting sent cease and desist letters about exposing the business of GameStop, uh, getting in on corporate uh, conference calls, which is a big... I don't know how he wow. was doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, he did. He got himself into conference calls, which I means he, like, he has a mole. He has yeah, several... He I feel like, like if yeah. you were cool enough with somebody, like especially in like my store, how close-knit we were, realistically, like if you were wanted to get a mole in there, you can get a mole in there. You can get yeah. anybody yeah. there. Yeah. All I they need to do is just, just sit in the back room with you. Literally, all it, all, it, all it takes is just a little bit of persuasion. Yeah. It's exactly. like, let me just sit here and listen on. You put somebody on speaker, you can hear everything. Or just on. leave the door cracked real quick yeah. or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put, put the phone or, on speaker. Or, or, like, I was going to say, or you can just like, put down your smartphone and put record. Yeah, oh, another to it too, yeah. you can listen yeah. to it. Yeah, absolutely. Or yeah, absolutely. So GameStop has uh, been dealing with this guy for the past year plus uh, with his videos. If you can look him up on YouTube, uh, I don't know his full name. I just know it's under Camelot something something. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't follow um, most. YouTubers. But he he, he <laughs> yeah, talks yeah, about you know unfair business practices and the things that GameStop does, basically pulling back the curtain and showing everybody how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. and that's what most people don't want to see. You know, but there's a there's definitely a necessity for understanding, you know, who you're dealing with. And I think that's more so now this day and age than ever. People feel very entitled. They want to know, does the business I frequent, the business I support, do they also support my ideals? And that's that's really up to, you know, your own opinion. Like, oh, I won't shop at this store because this guy's part of the NRA. You know, yeah, things like yeah. that. And that's that's a commonplace thing. That wasn't necessarily the issue, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. But it's definitely an issue now. Um, and we, right now, amidst this whole COVID-19 scare that we got going on, uh, unfortunately, we have people who are xenophobic. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. unfortunately very sad. And I, I read a story the other day um, on my Facebook about a friend of a friend who's Unfortunately, they had got, uh, you know, racially slurred and uh, mistreated because of their ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a scary thing that where people think that, you know, it's okay to treat another like this based upon nothing more than the color of their skin, where they originate from. And the thing is, everybody here in the States, this is, this is home. Whether you're, you know, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, we're all American. Mm-hmm. You know, and then people are getting, you know, racially profiling agents saying, you know, that, uh, you know, the COVID comes from your country. It's from you. It's like, this is my country. This yeah. is where I, I live. I was born yeah. here. You know? yeah, especially like what Professor <laughs> a lot of people are like forgetting that, you know, the United, United States is a diverse country. It is. That's it the is origin the most di- of it. It is the most diverse country in the entire world. It's something we take a lot of pride in. And uh, this is no different when we had uh, 9-11, you know, uh, people like uh, Sikh Muslims, you yeah. know, people who don't understand the culture were attacking. These are some of the most friendliest, kindest, mm-hmm. nicest people you'll ever meet yeah. in your entire life. And they were being attacked for nothing more than the color of their skin, you know, and again, this goes back to public perception. Yeah, it what? really uh, starts showing people's true colors. You it know? started right. Yeah. You're seeing like what their uh, yeah what every their religion, real agenda is about. You know? Every religion has has had extremists. Yeah. Christians have had extremists. Yeah, everyone. They, they still do. They still do. <laughs> there is just it's just the, it's just some people are like that, and some are. Thankfully, most of us are not, which yeah. is great. 
but if it's 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 not the the majority. It's it's the minority that speaks up the, typically the loudest yeah. and demands the most change, and that's kind of where we get here with GameStop and their perception is that it's the minute few who are speaking up and making YouTube videos because they understand it's clickbaity. Yeah, they understand it's oh, yeah. easy to jump on one target. It's easy to hate and continue to put out that uh, misery you know, loves that, company. That, that, yeah, misery loves company. They love putting out them trolls and just like everybody jump on GameStop, everybody dogpiling mm-hmm. them. It's a terrible company don't you guys all agree with my opinion and there's no easier way to rally the troops and to you know find one common enemy and i feel like gamestop is just an easy target and the problem is a lot of it at one point in time yes was deserved yeah but they have worked so hard over the last few years to change that perception mm-hmm. that they don't deserve the hate that they get especially the universal like just like the universal hate because there's so many people who just they walk into a GameStop when they have to and already hate it without getting to know any of the employees. Any of the employees. They all mad mm-hmm. just like, yeah. you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. About. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember even going back at the time that I worked, uh, you know, Funkoland GameStop transition, that um, certain employees would not talk to female employees. Or not employees, sorry, uh, customers. Customers are just like, oh no, I don't want to talk to a female employee. I want to talk to a male employee. Yeah, yeah. the females. Yeah, the females. About this yeah. And, and that, that, that. I was just like, what? I remember working one day, um, and at the time, this was my assistant manager, and she was top notch, mm-hmm. absolutely top notch, and she knew more about games than honestly I did. She'd be like, she'll probably destroy you in most of these games. Yeah, and like, oh no, I don't want to. I want to know from him. I was like, she can tell you better than I can. No, I, I don't. But she's I don't. the expert. Yeah, yeah. And some people are like that. It's just, again, perception, bias, whatever you want to call it. It's it's it's, it's at its core, it's ignorance. Mm-hmm. It's sheer ignorance. So, getting off topic here a little bit, but going back to the perception of GameStop and it's uh, just the way it's viewed. Every so often, you go through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, and somebody's ranting. Somebody's saying something negative social about media, the like social media, uh, lambasting GameStop yet again. That changed. That changed when Reggie was announced that he was a member of the board. And I remember my Facebook blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I can't believe it, Reggie. So I started skimming through the comments, like, what's going on? All the comments are positive. Reggie's going to fix it. Yeah, no Reggie's, one wants to talk about Reggie, Reggie. Yeah, nobody <laughs> has a bad thing to say about that man. And it was so good because that was the right move for GameStop. Now, I don't know if GameStop approached Reggie or Reggie See, approached. Yeah, we, we, we talked about this. We talked about this. this, is, yeah. this, this so is I was the, really curious. Perfect like, survey, yeah. yeah. Who approached who in that situation? Well, yeah. I mean, these guys, obviously, uh, Reggie understands that uh, for the nature of the business to continue to move forward, GameStop is, is instrumental mm-hmm. in continuing to, um, you know, uh, push out physical media. And some people say GameStop's been digging their own shovel by doing digital, allowing you to purchase digital. They basically plan their own funeral, mm-hmm. which I don't believe that is the case. At some point, yes, in the future, we will go digital, full digital. And yes. unfortunately, stores like GameStop may not be around at that yeah, time. It's just the truth, unless well, they evolve. You know? and unless well, they evolve. They might become you- uh, GameStop.com again. <laughs> it very well could, and that's that's, interesting. that's, that's, that's something right there. <laughs> that is something I have thought about amidst this whole COVID nineteen pandemic scare that we're all experiencing here around the world globally. Is that this is going to teach you a lot about yourself 
your businesses and how you continue to function society. And I'm, I'm the type of individual, I have lived through some serious hardships more than most realize that I've gone through. But those hardships are there for a reason to teach you, to make you stronger, to make you better, mm-hmm. and to show you your weaknesses and where you need to improve. And I believe right now GameStop is getting a good look in the mirror of where they're weak. And yeah, right. Reggie's, Reggie can only do so much, but at the core, GameStop needs to, you know, change a few things about themselves. They become a unified front and stop changing consistently mm-hmm. these great things about them for things that aren't so good. Um, the most recent one is the uh, the membership program. It's oh, still the same price. You get five dollar coupon a month. That essentially, if you stack it all throughout the year, you get sixty bucks uh, to spend however you want. But you gotta wait a year for that. And like, yeah. who's who's yeah, gonna do right, that? Exactly. GameStop to me had it right with their elite membership. You pay the twenty dollars, you get twenty percent off all used games. I could tell you, I was buying used games weekly, mm-hmm. weekly. I love that, and I then it and it double stacked. It double stacked, and some people, for listeners out there who may not know about this, I don't know if you guys have talked about this or not, but the uh, cheap ass gamer website yeah. mm-hmm. CAG sixteen double, double stacked. Stacks. With that 20% off, that's right, 36 CAG16 for those out there who uh, who don't know. If you go online, yeah. you purchase from GameStop's website. For pre-owned. For pre-owned, CAG16 is still in effect. Yeah, nice. You can still get 16% off. And if you have, well, can't have, but if you did have that 10% off still, I, some people, I guess they still have it. I don't know how that works anymore if you had an extended membership, but it double stacked. I used to get 36% off. All my used game purchases. It's essentially a buy two, get one free every time I bought games. (laughs) It was great. I loved it. And then they took it away. (laughs) Yeah, right? Because they they caught on. They They caught on. Oh, yeah. This isn't making a good business, right? I just don't understand. I've watched videos recently of all the GameStops closing. They're scheduled. I believe it was announced within this past week. GameStop announced... 300 stores in the U.S. are closing. Yeah, like straight closing, closing. Straight and not just closing. due to shutting, uh, quarantine, sh- no, straight not qu- shutting down. Straight yeah. shutting down. They're trimming the fat. And then people would go in, purchase stock inventory that's there. Oh, and then... And a percentage and then, on... And then take it to another GameStop, literally less than five minutes away. And then resell it. And then resell or trade it in and make profit. And I'm like, how? Who is running this thing that does not... Pay attention. Just not pay attention. Like how do you think about that? Yeah, it just blows my mind. They're buying Xbox One X's at like a bargain now. I think two hundred dollars a piece or something like that, Mm -hmm. and then retrading it over. For two fifty or two seventy five, something like that, and it was just like it's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding? They're just they're they're running too much on the algorithm right now because I feel like these deal of the day stuff that happened. There's not someone like out there picking and choosing. It's just. Some computer system that probably selects the items. Yeah. Well, even then, too, is like them, to, to, to a Funko Land's point, too, as well, is having a united front. Yeah. Having somebody that says, even from the board, even if it's not Reggie, but saying, hey, this is what we're about, this is what we're doing, this is our message, and this is how we're going to execute it throughout all stores. As opposed to right now, I feel like they're all over the place where it's yeah. just like, we're closing down these stores, like, well, we haven't even come up with a plan of how we're going to sell yeah. that inventory. We're not even coming up with a game plan of how to transition into this place. Sure, we're cutting the fat, but you're almost hurting ourselves with these like stupid deals. <laughs> these stupid deals are hurting them. Through, and They're it's, hurting and it's, the bottom line. It's actually hurting them as opposed to closing these stores down and trying to capitalize yeah. on what inventory they have left. I would imagine, you know? and I don't know for any type of uh, you know any type of facts, but I would assume that once a store is deemed as closing down, they typically want to get it wrapped up before the end of the month, or else yeah. less they're responsible for next month's rent. So I know there's several stores around us right now that are closing up, and um, 
with these stores shutting down, if it was me in charge, I'd be like, wrap up all the inventory in boxes, let's get it back to Texas, and then they can redistribute. Yeah. That's the logical mm-hmm. thing to do, right? But it's not what they're doing. Instead, let's 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 sell it all off for a fraction of the price and, and, buy and then buy it back at <laughs> above which makes zero sense. I, I I I don't know if anybody from GameStop is listening, but if you are, I mean honestly, that's that's a big hole in your net right yeah. there. You need yeah, to fix you need to fix that. And if this company is expected to survive, and me personally, I want GameStop to survive. I do too. Yeah, I feel like we're all you know pushing for GameStop. I want <laughs> too many people wanting to sh- GameStop to shut down, and but they don't understand what's going to happen. Yeah, if it does. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. If because GameStop shuts down, there is going to be a massive nationwide reset of all game prices yep. and right now with retro being what it is GameStop being as large as it is they're able to mitigate and keep some prices under control because they can show sales of those prices and actually like all right this is what it really going for yeah they can see what the market is you know they like, can they, they can, can control they can actually kind of control the market at mm-hmm. some points but if they're gone that sheriff is out of town. It's like the Wild yeah. West again. And that's what happens. Now all the bad guys are going to come out and they're just going to start jacking it's the prices up. Everything. Scalping the prices. As somebody who sells retro, and I couldn't go back, I've been doing this for quite a while now. Um, I remember when I first started, uh, say for example, copies of Super Mario World, the most commonly produced mm-hmm. Super Nintendo game on the platform. Uh, millions of copies sold. Uh, at its peak, at its absolute peak, was selling for 25 30 Consistently, mm-hmm. consistently, mm-hmm. and because of GameStop, chopping it down to eleven ninety nine, nine ninety nine, eight ninety nine. Oh damn! So now it's yes. like, yeah, people are like, why am I buying oh, it here? Why am I buying it here when I can just get it at GameStop for cheap? And again, there's millions of copies out there. They have them. Yeah, you know, and that's why GameStop a necessity because when people are left to their own vices and you know they have I'm opportunity, Super Mario World for they're going to become opportunists. <laughs> yeah. And I could tell I worked at the flea markets and I'd watch um, the people who sell at the flea markets. They don't necessarily know video games, but when they get asked by game hunters all the time, it's like, "Oh, do you have any Mario's or Zelda's?" When they hear that thing like twenty times a day, they they're going to pick up. They're going to jack up the price. Yeah, right. Yeah. How much is Zelda? Oh, Zelda's. 50 bucks. Yeah, and right. they don't even know. But a lot of times that folks were... It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's gold. It's the rare one. It's, it's, it's best deal, my friend. You know? <laughs> you know? And you buy it not knowing any better. And there are folks out there who buy it. Yeah. They absolutely buy it. You know? And, and that's... Buy that's it for a, me. I tell you, 50 cent less. Yeah. So it's so to you cheaper. You know? And it's, it's unfortunate. And this is why I don't want to see GameStop go. I want to see them change their business model and get consistent. That's what this company is lacking. It's lacking consistency. And it needs somebody like Reggie who's legitimately taken Nintendo and propelled them. Not push, propelled them forward Mm -hmm. to where they are the wealthiest company in games. Now, granted, most people have PlayStation 4s. Most people have, well, not most people don't have Xbox Ones, but most people have PlayStation 4s. (laughs) (laughs) And then right now, right now I can tell you guys, there's a nationwide shortage of Nintendo Switch consoles. Oh, yeah. Nationwide. I I get so many messages daily, even now, I'm sure I'm getting messages without checking my phone, that, do you have Nintendo Switch consoles? They're sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so Animal, Animal Crossing, Crossing. <laughs> Animal Crossing, and I made a joke yesterday to to my my oldest, uh, saying like I can only imagine when GameStop physically opens again, how many copies of Animal Crossing are going to get traded in. <laughs> 
there's gonna be thousands. Every store yeah. is gonna have Animal Crossing on sale because they, people played it to death. Didn't they say that Animal Crossing's uh, sales is actually beat out like some of the record breaking? Yeah, record breaking. Mm-hmm. Record breaking. Not just record breaking for Animal Crossing, but yeah. for games sold on the Switch yeah. that have been top ten. Yeah. Um, so people, if, if you were to go back to people's perception again public perception of nintendo at the time when reggie stepped in they were viewed as a child company a Mm -hmm. baby company for kids and people kept saying at the time oh sony is going to kill nintendo nintendo won't be around anymore they're gonna go like sega they're gonna go out of business and somebody like myself who you know does a little more research on that realized nintendo comes from old money that Mm -hmm. goes back you know 100 plus years yeah it's a company that's been built like yeah yeah, yeah. they were the mob essentially (laughs) they were the mob back in the 80s (laughs) back in the 80s nintendo was the mob the mobsters the mafia of video games the yakuza of video games like you could not f with nintendo is if you did and you're in your toys r us and you're expecting you know a thousand nes's at christmas times well you just might get one yeah (laughs) like like, what are you serious like like they were straight up (laughs) gangsters so they have all this old money when they were essentially the the best the best in the business and it was only for a short period of time that uh, Sega actually took a, a chunk of that market share when mm-hmm. they beat them out, you know, yeah. by fifty percent. Um, but that's again different story. So Nintendo, Nintendo at this point with uh, Reggie stepping in, Nintendo's people believe that they were on the verge of bankruptcy, that they were going to mm-hmm. go under. And uh, Nintendo, I mean, Nintendo knew they had so much money that they technically had more money than Sony and Microsoft put together at the time when they were peaking sales at their very lowest. Yeah, it's like now Nintendo has sold more than. Jeez, Louise, I couldn't even tell you how much they've sold right now. This whole thing has got everybody on the Switch. Mm-hmm. But see, even beforehand, like when the Switch first came out. Like, people wouldn't believe me. Now it's almost like, no, I sell more Switches than I do any Playstations or yeah. Xboxes. And I was like, it's and Switch, as, and then PS4, and then Xbox. But as then a like, consumer, I could yeah. tell you, I wouldn't have believed that either. I would there, assume yeah. that more people play PlayStation 4, but I'm telling you, the it's Switch... like, I sell five Switches per PlayStation yeah. that I sell. So like, imagine right. how many Switches are out there in order for Nintendo to sell out of allocation across the nation. Yeah, right? That's crazy. And like, That's oh, legitimately crazy. But like, remember that Nintendo is also known for... And it doesn't mean that's true, but they're also known for, you know... Um, Low stock. Yeah, they're, they've been known to put out really, that is true. Really low mounts to get the the, the, the demand up. Demand up so and it's smart. Their doors. That is, is smart. That is marketing. That's marketing yeah. 101. You because know, we, supply we, and demand. We, we, I caught on to that quick being like a manager at GameStop. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you start seeing them like, damn you, Nintendo. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if, if you go back probably, oh, what year? What year did the, Switch, the Wii come out? 2005? We came out, I think it was 2006, right? No, that was that I, holiday? Think it was, I think like, it might have been 2005 because it was before the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 3 was 2006, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, it was. I believe it was 2005, and I remember at one point in time, I actually got to see a um, piece of paper from GameStop Corporate telling all stores, even though they had an overstock abundance of Nintendo Wii's at the time, this was many years later down mm-hmm. the line, to withhold product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. That was the funniest cus- thing. If a customer calls, you tell them we do not have a Nintendo Wii. Yep. Like, and they created a false demand. Yeah. <laughs> it, was notor- it was a notorious situation. Yeah. It, it was genius. It was. Yeah. It was genius. <laughs> like, Absolute genius. Now you can't give away a Nintendo Wii for whatever reason. Yeah, well, right? it's like, technically in this current situation, you, can. you, 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 you can't actually have enough to stock to sell. Yeah. Now, as an independent uh, retailer, um, I could tell you uh, Nintendo Wiis are really hot right now. Yeah. Really, really yeah, hot. It's crazy, right? You can do a honestly, lot of stuff with them. You, know? honestly, you can. Like, especially you if you're can. trying to play, like, uh, freaking 
What's 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 the Super Smash Brothers mod? Like the people play oh, a lot. Project like, M. Yeah, Project M. You know, or like, Project Plus or, yeah, now. Project Plus I now. learned that one recently. Project Plus when I misquoted somebody in the Smash community, I was like, "Oh, you guys play?" He's like, "No, this is Project Plus." I'm like, like well, "My bro, apologies, I'm sir." <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know the Wii is like pretty famous for that, and like you know, a whole yeah. bunch of other stuff. Yeah, well, not just say, that; it also plays GameCube. Yeah, games. Yeah. It plays GameCube games. It's a great like, system. Yeah. The, the initial uh, editions, at least the yeah. initial launches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I don't think the Wii really it did drop in value. But it still sold decently well as compared to like the Wii. Oh, it was, it was one of their best-selling consoles. Yeah. The only thing that sold that was, uh, I believe, the original NES and then the uh, Nintendo DS Lite is yeah. the number one. Well, when it first came out, like, best-selling console. It was, oh, crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like to the get Nintendo a Wii, DS like Lite. it was intense. But oh yeah, you know, it still yeah. still wasn't thing compared to those old days of uh, Funko Land, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Because no. Oh, no, again, like... before we had multiple outlets, that's why when you watch these old school mm-hmm. like family TV shows and you see how crazy they are online, like, like just. No, that guy cut in front of me, and mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was, was mine. That was your shop. That you know, yeah. if you can't imagine that happening, that definitely happened. And we don't even like Black Friday is not even a big deal anymore. But even then, it was going for a while. How crazy it was with Black Friday oh, no, being pulled yeah. over, and that was a normal thing for launches, though. <laughs> it was, and it was fun. That chaos was fun. People loved relishing and you know soldiering up with your brothers in gaming and like let's make some memories that feeling was like we're gonna be playing tonight we're gonna be yeah, playing tonight like, yeah. like everybody let's do this the doors of everyone's like yeah and everyone just rushes it and it's fun mm-hmm. it's fun and that very well could become something that becomes a thing of the past you know um with reggie being on in uh gamestop now uh, I've said this before in the previous episode. It's it's no mistake that he is there. He is yeah, there right. for a reason. He is there to make some changes. He is there to use his influence as somebody who turned around and steered Nintendo in a positive, uh, positive uh, direction to make them very very profitable. Mm-hmm. And he left shortly after the Switch's launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Because this whole thing was he was going to retire so that he can finally enjoy games and play games. Yeah. Like, it, like, it was this whole thing. I can finally play games without having to worry about yeah. all the business side and all this crazy exactly. stuff. But I think he, like, he also understands, too, that in order for the business that he loves and cares for so much, in order for it to continue to sustain itself, he has to go into the front lines. And right now, he sees GameStop as a wounded soldier, and he's essentially the medic. And mm-hmm. he's rushing in there. He's the like, let, he's, <laughs> let's get you patched up. Let's get you back in this fight. You know, and heroes never die. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. heroes yeah. never die. You I was know? gonna say, what if Jeff, Jeff Kaplan was because added to the let, let's let's <laughs> let's let's think about this for just a moment. If GameStop, GameStop, you know, has been around since '01 and uh, or 2000, 2001, the competition that they've had over the years, Walmart tried doing a buy sell trade yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Best Buy did a buy sell trade thing. I do, I've never Amazon heard of anybody's like. I'm gonna go trade my games in the Best Buy. Yeah. Who who on earth yeah, says right, that? Yeah. Nobody. And sure, listen, employees are like, "What are you trying to do? What? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> offer that service? He's like, yeah. what? <laughs> you can trade games at the Best Buy. Like, how? Uh, go talk to the geeks. Like, who do you who do you talk <laughs> to to go take <laughs> your stuff in the trade? Like, go to the cash it's cash super cash. inconvenient <laughs> when you think about it. And GameStop has always made it easy. It's it's always located in a strip mall. Uh, myself personally, I hate the mall. I, I don't. I don't like the mall. It's something that you enjoy when you're a teenager and you have no money and you just want to hang around, and do nothing all day. But it. as an as as a, as a grown adult, I despise the mall. That's why I like the fact that Funko Lands, or sorry, <laughs> GameStops are located in strip malls where I can just walk up to the front doors and I can walk right back out to my car. Right, just in and out. Yeah, in and out, and it's it's easy, it's accessible, and they're everywhere. 
They're absolutely everywhere, which is cool. I always like that. And the game selection is always pretty good. Stores are always kept clean. I like the fact that we can get cool figures and shirts and stuff like that. They never have the stuff in my size, but, you know, that's my problem. <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> but to your point, too, we were talking even in the last episode, you were saying that kind of some people like coming in and hanging out. Other yeah. people just want to be in and out. Like, in and out. Before I worked at the store that I originally got hired at, pretty much that was my main thing. I worked at a Costco just right down the way. I'd get off my ship, be super upset, just be like, I'm just going to get my game and go home, like grumpy, you know? Yeah. But as soon as I walk in, I could see, like, um, who's this? It's the end cap, you know, who's on an episode beforehand. And I'd be able to, like, hey, end cap, what's going on? He'd see me. It's just like, you become a regular, like, hey, what's going on? Oh, what are you picking up? Oh, I need a Bioshock. He's just like, one or two. Just give me both. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah. You know, yeah, it goes over. Real quick talk, you know, I know he's having a good, you know, he's having a good day. It brings my spirits up. Yep. I'm chilling. I know I'm coming back next week, you know, we're having a good experience out the door, real yep. quick. And no, yep. honestly, you know, yeah. the end cap's always really, like, but he's he's always really like happy. Like he doesn't mm-hmm. show if he's down. Yeah. So it's like it's that just, perception. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. man. Now at the end of the shift, I knew it was like, oh, I'm having a shitty day. I'm gonna go into GameStop real quick. You know, NCAP's <laughs> gonna be there. I get to talk to him about RPGs, maybe about for five minutes real quick. If he doesn't have a line, and I'll be out. And it makes you feel better. You know, it makes you feel like. And that was my perception. I was like, I wanted to work there. Yeah. You know, I can maybe be like, oh, I can see myself there and being one of those people that can help that out. You know. Yeah. It's like I feel like nowadays they're kind of losing that even where it's like people are going in the store, employees are grumpy. You know, there's there's no real clear message here. People are like, "Oh, you're shopping at GameStop? Why?" You know, well, like, GameStop you know, so. GameStop is one of those interesting stores that you can walk in and be the only person in the store, and the second you go to start buying stuff and start doing a trade, like 50 people walk in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. It happens to me all the time. It's weird. All the time. And I've I've been there, and I feel bad. Then I feel rushed. Like I don't want to make this person wait behind me. You know, yeah. like, you feel like an mm-hmm. inconvenience, and that's just because they typically only have two people on staff. Yeah, right. And it sucks. And that's for like the whole day too. No, maybe a helper. Funko Man was different. Even as an employee, um, if I went to go shop, I would just stand off to the side because suddenly everyone came from nowhere and they're lining up. I'm like, oh, I'm going to chill here for a while. Yeah. So, so <laughs> what Funkoland did differently uh, than GameStop back then is we actually had a trade section. So we actually okay. had a specific part of the store that you'd go to. That was the line for trade-ins. And then we had a separate register or two registers for sales. So folks come in just to buy, in and out. You satisfy their needs. The people doing trades, well, they understand. If they're doing a trade and it's a large trade, it's going to take time. And maybe some people yeah, right. beat you. That's just the way gaming goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, And that, that made more sense. I don't understand why GameStop hasn't implemented a trade section and a sales section. Yeah, and make them separate registers. I'm trying to think because I remember like being a store leader and being in the store. It's like about to hit 10 o'clock. I'm about to open that door up. And I already see like three or four people out with there big with trades. like big old trades. Like, and I'm, like, I'm like, oh man. And then like some people would be cool about it, right? Be like, hey, can I just help her out real quick? She's just trying to buy her quick game. Yeah, we just do so that. Just so that we can yeah. spend yeah. some time with you and I can you know, yeah. show yes, you like, exactly. the first time. Because you want to give every like, customer your intention. And and a good a good sales associate will do that, you know, but, yeah. uh, but not get some people that are just like, no, I'm here in line first. So I need yeah. to train my games. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, man. it'll oh, happen. Play, play my beer after. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah and exactly. you get some people that are just like, nope, you're taking my trade right now, and it's kind of just like, oh man, you're yeah. one person. Like sitting there and you have to take this just giant just bin of just like BS and garbage. Yeah, especially even Some, like most of the time. It most is of the time it's garbage. Yeah, yeah. and then and see that's like, that's that's another thing I've always found kind of interesting because in my shop I'm very selective and I'm selective mm-hmm. for a reason. And I have had people ask me, "Well, you don't want these games?" No, nobody wants these games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want your copies of Madden. Uh, I don't care if Miss- it's Madden. I don't care if you have Madden 21 right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. 
want your game. That's what people don't realize too. Is like as the game's up, yeah, we can we'll take your stuff no matter what because we have like that quota. But I can yeah. see with you guys too, it's like you, turn you want you want stuff. I that, want quality. You want quality. Yeah. I so want quality over quantity. When you tell somebody no, they're probably not used to that. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah, it, 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 I think it throws people off. But th- those who get why I do that, mm-hmm. they're like. You're maintaining quality. It's like yeah. here's my Connect Adventures. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like in in our store, uh, one thing that we do the first thing the first thing we do, especially with disc based games, is we do uh, sticker surgery. And what I mean by that is remove like the ten pounds of stickers on yep. every game case. Um, we go through, we resurface everything with a high end uh, resurfacing machine to get all the scratches out. Basically, we're reproducing mirrors, and then we disinfect. All these games because you never know what's yeah. all over this thing. Oh no, yeah, for sure. So we clean them. Like, yeah, gross. they look gross, I've, and I've some smell some games gross. Where it doesn't stink. You don't think there's anything on it, but then afterwards you just feel it on your you fingers. Feel the film. You know? Yeah, you just like. So we just... go through. We've we've take we specifically use white rags just so we can show ourselves like this is what's on your games. Yeah. and we're cleaning them up, and we're tossing rags, and we're buying more, and we're cleaning things up, and then once we're done. We polybag everything, mm-hmm. and then we put our sales sticker on the outside yeah. on the bag. So when a customer picks it up, they're like, "Your stuff looks brand new." I was like, "It's not new; it's pre-owned, but it's conditioned very well." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I want you to go home. I want you to open up that plastic bag. I want you to see the nice mirror that you just purchased for a fraction of the cost. Then you get a high-quality game, and that it's clean and it's exactly what you want for the price you want. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I deliver. That's yeah, what I was like hard. buying that pre-owned game. You look in the back, and it's just yeah. It is. <laughs> and I've been to a lot of independent stores, and I've been to a lot of Game Stops. And believe me, I just study, 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 study the analytics of customer interactions. How long mm-hmm. they spend in the store? What's the average person purchasing? What are they buying? How much are they spending? Their age? You know, I look at all those things. Like, they like, all matter. Yeah, we're saying like presentations, definitely presentations, everything. Even and with that's the, when tradable would come in. Like I let him know, be like, I have this one copy. I'm trying to find the nicest boxes. Like the only thing is, there's like the price label. And I don't know who the hell threw the price label. Yeah, on. I don't do but that. But then I became surgical, like to where yep. I knew, like I could take it off without leaving literally nothing on yeah. it. So yeah. then I'd be like, yeah, like I know what you mean. Like there's nothing like selling somebody like the box where it's pristine, mm-hmm. the the art's pristine, the disc is nice, it's got yeah. the booklet, it's got everything in there. And you're just Absolutely. like, here you go. Yeah, it's yeah. all about the presentation oh, yeah. and how you take care of things. I think it's mm-hmm. a funny too because um because we polybag everything. The pre-owned games look great, but now people don't even look at the label to see whether it's new or pre-owned because there are new stuff in there. Yeah. But it's not what the store specializes in. Yeah. So <laughs> it's retro. It's it's pre-owned, but uh, again, quality over quantity. I like seeing the walls filled with good games. I like being able to tell people about the games that they purchase from us. I, I think that's a it's a great thing. It's a wonderful thing, and that's part of what I liked about GameStop is those interactions with certain employees, just like mm-hmm. you're saying. Uh, you know, uh, in, was it Incap? You know, somebody who can um, positively spin your day around in the right direction just because of the type of associate that they are, type of individual that they are, and that also, as Tradle was saying, somebody who doesn't show if they're having a bad day yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. It's about the job first and foremost. Cricket was good at you that, know? too. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, with, with all things considered right now, the current state of affairs uh, through globally, and especially in the nation right now with GameStop, uh, Reggie's on board, and I don't think anybody really foresaw, you know, matters with the COVID nineteen uh, taking a lot of us out of our place of business yeah. and forcing us to do business differently. Now, statistically, I, I was reading um, within the past few days. It's just all starting to look like a blur. I read so much stuff all the time that one third of this nation's independent small mom and pop businesses will not survive this. 
Yeah. You know, it's like they're going to close down. I even heard a rumor of like uh, one of these local uh, shops that we have right here down the street was closing up, and luckily it was just a rumor. Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, like it's yeah, a scary we, thing. Well, it's a, popular, a scary thing. Yeah. A popular one is um, Boba Guys. Yeah. Right? Not that they talk about because they're saying they had to close, you know, their stores. And they're saying a good location of them probably won't open back they up. Won't open. That's, yeah, that's, that's super that's, sad. Yeah. That's yeah. a scary thing. So, you know, it comes down to essential and non-essential business. Now, GameStop, um, some people already know about this, took it upon themselves to determine themselves as essential that's business. Right. Now, I can... I can say that I do understand the reason why they did that. And I do believe, at, at its core, GameStop is an essential business. Because when you think about it, gaming as big as it is, as much money as it makes, means a lot of people are, are into gaming. Yeah. Whether it's retro or current gen. Uh-huh. There's a lot of gamers out there. Oh, I think, yeah. what is it, Sony uh, reported years ago that there is one in, or was it, no, excuse me, eight Eight out of every ten households has a PS4. That's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. So how can you say GameStop is not essential? You know, um, in the in in the sense that, like, do you need them to live? Of course not. But society has been pushed more towards uh, nowadays that we need to be on guard of our mental health. Mm -hmm. And the thing about, and I was talking about this with my son this afternoon. That uh, you know, I'm a father, and I have I have four young ones. They're used to going to school on a daily basis, right? Social interaction. Now they're quarantined. Yeah. They don't get the social interaction. It's now not the same. They're yeah. quarantines. Yes, exactly. That's that, those dad jokes. <laughs> so uh, they're 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 quarantined, and eventually you're starting to see kids um, mentally starting to crack. A little bit. Mm-hmm. They're not used to this. Like now, granted, if the situation didn't exist, they would probably most likely be indoors, not interacting yeah, right. socially. Yeah. But this is psychology, and human psychology tells you when somebody tells you you're not supposed to do something, you want to do it. You want to do it. It's like you shouldn't probably touch that piece of cake. It's really good, but just don't touch it. It's like yeah, damn, right, I really exactly. want. Piece of that cake. <laughs> even some of the adults right now who are just like, dang, I want to go out. When before it's like, man, before I, I never went out ever. It's yeah. like, I never knew you like, to go out. It's like, but I'm being like, told I, I can't. I just want to sleep. And now it's like, you can sleep all day you, you, want, you want now. But, like I, was but I want to go outside. I want to go outside. I see more people sleep. walking the streets right now than I ever have. In my entire life, <laughs> which means people want to be, they want to rebel. Exactly, exactly. You know? But I was just telling my niece, it was like she's like, oh, I want to do this. And I was like, if I was quarantined at my age, I would have been farming in my RPG, like yeah. whatever I was playing. Like you know, yeah, like I'd just be like, I would have no problem whatsoever. You're telling me that I can stay and play video games all day? Like, yeah. I was just like, oh man, oh yeah, no, absolutely. But oh, yeah. you know, uh, but I can see what you mean. Where it's just like, but then that idea of uh, now you can't go. Out. Now you can't. I've actually seen like, some hmm. of my uh, friends talking about how. Like, because they're, like, they have social anxiety and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just like, before I really wanted to be, you know, like, isolate myself and have time for myself. Now that I'm actually quarantined, I've, I'm finding out how, like, bad it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want it. Yeah. And yeah. You, you start to really question, you know, what's what value is. And I, I would assume folks who deal with anxiety feel like, oh, my God, there's a clock on me now. 
there's a mm-hmm. clock. Like, how do I, how do, I, how do I escape this? Like, I feel like counting down, and I'm losing time that I'm not going to get back. And that panic, right, and starts it just to gives set you in more anxiety. It gives you more anxiety, <laughs> yeah. and that's something that a lot of teens d- deal with. Mm-hmm. So, going back to GameStop being essential versus non-essential, I believe at its core, yeah, GameStop is essential. And I think they did make the right move going to the whole curbside thing. And for those in California, uh, you might not see any of that curbside stuff. And the reason for that has to do with GameStop's tweets. GameStop's tweets got themselves in trouble. You know, yeah. lo and behold, GameStop, I don't know if it was done on purpose or on accident. And uh, for those out there that might be scratching their head around, like, why would they do that on purpose? Why would they try to get themselves shut down? <laughs> well, there's some instances where... Uh, you know, your insurance kicks in when you're forcibly shut down. And I believe that could possibly be what they tried to do was to get themselves shut down um, by a local authority or some somebody with some clout uh, so they can enact, um, you know, paying out their employees insurance policies to get people paid. Bridges first course of action. No, no, no. You guys are doing this all wrong. Wait yeah. for them, wait for the list. Shut you. Yeah. Down. There's always there's always something behind the scenes that most people don't realize. Oh yeah, and, that, is, that is very true. Um, That's already true. Just on GameStop. It's, it's interesting. I've learned two things. Uh, being a wrestling fan and being what they call a uh, educated mark. You know, mm-hmm. somebody who understands a little bit of how it actually works. And back in the uh, late '90s, Paul Heyman, who was the uh, one running the scenes behind uh, ECW, he owed a lot of his wrestlers a lot of pay, a lot. And the company had already been liquidated out. However, he was going through a whole financial type situation with um, somebody in some type of importance. I don't want to say government or whatever, but some type of officials that determine like how much you owe and how people are going to get paid. And he was put in a position where he knew himself that if he spoke on this and it would ruin everything. But if he did it and allowed it to write its course, that by default, all of his employees would be paid all the money that they were owed. And so he kind of threw himself out there as a sacrificial lamb without them realizing he couldn't talk about it. And he had to do what he had to do. And even right now, Vince McMahon with uh, WrestleMania and the locations he had uh, signed up for, uh, the... I can't remember the name of the uh, the arena, but the arena, essentially, whenever you sign a contract to one of these things, you're responsible for X amount of money. And if you break that contract, you get hit with what's called liquid damages. And liquid damages is essentially money that the venue would have brought in that you are now responsible for because you booked that date and it's on you. Yeah, right. And so he wanted them to cancel, not him, because then his insurance kicks in, and then he's not responsible for that anymore. So there's always a reason. There's always an ebb and flow to everything, and I believe that might be what's happening with GameStop. Yeah, I can see it. As far as, like, their agenda is like, how can we not lose tons of money but still, and kind still of like, help our employees yeah still help our employees out, <laughs> yeah you know? yeah i don't believe gamestop wakes up every morning and i think some people really get this wrong that like you know what let's just be evil today yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can we torture our employees our sgas just a little you know, bit for more the, for the longest time yeah like when kotaku really jumped on the hate board you know and like uh, the hate, hate train and like you started seeing oh Kotaku yeah oh, i remember people would come in and almost look at me as if i was darth vader or something yeah like i was like, the you're, face you're, of gamestop you, myself yeah, you're terrible. I'm, no. just, I'm just I'm yeah. just trash and terrible. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. How could, you, how could you dare do that to somebody? Like you, you scum. I'm just you like, scum. Whoa. And they're like, wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. I didn't know. I, I, I just work here. And that's what they did. They, 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 they treat like every employee as a representative 
Um, okay, GameStop. Stop. GameStop. Well, it's like, no, they, they just pay my they just pay my rent, you know? Like they, they yeah. basically give my check, but I'm no way in shape or form the face yeah. of them or can speak for them whatsoever. And again, that's that but, comes yeah. down to, you know, something that I I, I touched base earlier has it's uh it's public perception. Yeah, yeah. you know public perception. And that's uh one thing I believe Reggie's going to attack first is public perception and to get GameStop back on track. And now with the whole, like I said, the whole COVID-19 uh, ordeal going on, going to curbside pickup, uh, going to online purchases, that's all fantastic. And it's showing them their weaknesses where they need to strengthen up. Yeah. However, through GameStop's tweet, and I don't know if they anticipated this happening, um, it was almost like a sense of audacity. Like, how dare they determine themselves mm-hmm. essential when it's clear that they're non-essential. Yeah. And again, it depends on which side of the fence you're standing on, uh, whether it be for maybe the, the person well, determining that. Like, I know the biggest thing we'd see people once they come in and be like, oh, I don't know anything about video games. Like, yeah. just, just tell me, yeah. tell my kid or whatever. Yeah, know? exactly. So you got folks who um, understand the importance of keeping a mental health mm-hmm. in check and then those who don't even think about that. Yeah. And I, I was at one point one of those people I was like, I never thought about that until it's kind of put out in my face and like, Oh my gosh, there's a lot of folks out here who struggle with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to be mentally healthy and aware. Mm-hmm. And uh, so GameStop, through putting out that tweet that they were essential and they were going to shut down and the mandate or the little corporate letter they put out, like if law enforcement comes in to say that they're essential and that they're not shutting down, eventually made its word, uh, made its way all the way to the governor of California and he shut them down. He didn't just shut them down like you're non-essential, you need to shut down. But he pulled the business licenses of every GameStop in California. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean? That means GameStop cannot physically operate any brick-and-mortar location. So mm-hmm. if you're curious, it's like, why aren't we seeing any uh, curbside pickups? Because the business license were pulled. So more likely that curbside pickup is everywhere outside of well, California. Yeah, we've seen stuff like that happen like for certain states, just like California or any other states, where it's like, you can't have this because of these certain laws. Or, yes. Yeah. Now you're completely out of this option because you guys can't have it because of this I think they were law. saying like, also uh, New Jersey. Or it's like, yeah, it's like the same situation. Yeah, because I remember even before, like a, a super good one too. I remember like uh, stores in California couldn't sell like the Lancer replicas or like, yeah, yeah. or like the Dow oh, yeah. stuff like There's that. There's a lot know? of California is one of those states that are exceptions to a lot of rules, mm-hmm. and then also uh, rules in general. <laughs> a lot that's honest at all times. Like you know, smog laws are really stringent. Um, you can't purchase catalytic converters from back east and have them shipped. Can't do that. You cannot have guns shipped. Uh, longer wait periods. Uh, one thing that people probably ask me, they see these posts on GameStop, is like, oh, GameStop's doing the same as cash. That's fantastic. Exclusion California. And they're like, well, why doesn't California get it? Because do you realize that like 90% of GameStops are in California? <laughs> like that's the majority of business, majority of trades. It would bankrupt the company paying cash well, on all this stuff. Like, what are you trying to ship? Oh, a Gallahorn? Oh, no, you, no. Can't, you can't send that. You no, can't no, send that. That thing's got wolf pack rounds. You got Exactly. You got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you cannot gotta, do it. You got to send that back to the warehouse, boy. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there's no, there's no telling how long it's going to take for us to get out of this whole thing. Um, I know that we're supposed to revisit this in early April as far as the, the, the mandated uh, shelter-in-place lockdown. Um with GameStop and, and Reggie at the, you know, doing what he is doing, what he's doing. I don't want to say he's at the helm, but he's kind of like at the helm is as far as the public's concerned, because people are now watching and seeing what GameStop's going to do next. And I feel like they gained some public support through all this. I mm-hmm. would say that there's some people who say, Oh, he's just board of director. He has nothing to do with corporate. But I think obviously 
board of directors, he probably has some consultation yeah. that he's doing too. So Especially he's not right like now. he's ineffective. Oh yeah. The man, the man, the man has, the man, the man, the man has clout. Yeah. He has absolute clout. And what he says is going to be listened to very, very closely. Now, going back to uh, something that we kind of went off topic about, although we were were still in the same vein of the topic of the day, but, um, shutting down GameStop entirely, like people are hoping, people don't probably realize that that would kind of just ruin the trade economy. It really would. Because nowhere else has any reputation of trading your games in. No, A- even Amazon tried to do trade and can't do it. Yeah, yeah, right. Best Buy can't do it. Who would try to pick that torch up? Like, and no honestly, yeah, really the only it. the once if if GameStop actually shuts down, then like you were talking about the you know not just the trade market but the sale market would be determined by what Amazon yeah. and eBay. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they're overpriced. Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason why that that would happen is is because GameStop has no direct competitor. Yeah. Now, if you go back into the mid two thousands, its biggest, strongest competitor at the time was Game Crazy. Yeah. And where are they at now? Yeah, right. Exactly. They're gone. Yeah. GameStop has no direct competitor. Most competitors keep each other in check. It's the one of those things that iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You know, Coke has Pepsi, McDonald's yeah. has Burger King, GameStop has nobody. Yeah. Games, right, if yeah. GameStop shuts down, there is going to be people vying for the position to take over the mantle. Yeah. And unfortunately there's just nobody who is big enough to, to you know to fill those shoes. So what's going to happen is you're going to see this nationwide reset and it's going to be reflected through eBay and right now eBay is gaining so much business only because Amazon Amazon beats eBay out 10 to 1, but only right now Amazon is refusing to ship anything but medicine. But okay. you can't get switches. You can't get video games. You can't get anything from Amazon now except medication. Yeah, Amazon's not shipping well, anything whatsoever. So what's what's Amazon's biggest competitor? It's eBay. And so eBay right now is feeling the fire. Yeah. They're getting all kinds of business. And believe me, those types of numbers, those types of analytics, they're 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 being looked at closely mm-hmm. as to the transition is like to where this can go. So you got all these independent stores and I I know a lot of this because I'm in groups where I talk with, you know, hundreds of other store owners and they're posting things on the daily saying, "Oh, well, you know, we can't sell, we can't keep Nintendo Switches in stock. We're making people purchase games with the Switches right now, $500 bundles minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. people are buying them. They're buying them in droves. Well, I can see that, yeah. They're buying them in droves. And so what's going to happen is now all these independent businesses are on eBay. They're pushing their wares and they're raising the market all over the place. I can tell you, the MSRP, I'll ask you guys a question right now. What is the MSRP on a Nintendo Switch? Uh, 200 bucks. Two hundred bucks. Oh, that's, for light, that's, for that's for the light. That's for the light. What's for the standard? Three hundred. Do you guys have any idea how much it's selling for right now? Um, four fifty. Like four fifty. Four to four to four fifty. I was gonna say five. Yeah. That <laughs> is the crazy demand of where they're at. And we're talking just the unit by itself, like no. Nothing oh, even the it, unit like... by itself is selling two fifty to three hundred. Okay. You mean without like a charger? No, or... with a charger, but no dock. Oh, okay. With no oh, okay. dock. Yeah. Oh, man. And this is consistently happening every few minutes online through eBay. So what, so what are those numbers telling all these independent businesses? They're saying, we can get away with this. Oh, no, yeah. And it's all about that, what's it called, uh, impact, or impulse buying, too? Impulse buying. People sitting there being like, oh, I didn't need a Switch about two weeks ago, yes. but now it's now, like, oh, now I'm, I'm bored. I'm now bored. GameStop's looking more and more essential, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I heard this joke a long time ago, like, if you're starving, I think Eddie Murphy said, if you're starving and somebody throws you a cracker, that's going to be the best damn cracker you ever eaten in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Right? (laughs) That's legitimately what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's going to start feeling this pinch. And I'm telling you, if GameStop goes goes away, 
you're only going to see more of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like even being a story leader there for so long, like, and even going from, like, the base level seasonal and just hitting every single, you know, like, platform up, I'd always think that same thing. Like, what if we just shut down right now? Like, what would happen if we just... Detriment. And then it would just yeah. be... Was, I'd always go straight to that and be like, oh, that would just be a show. So then when my employees would ask me to be like, oh, no, we're closing, huh? Or like, yeah. when is this? I'll be like, oh, no, we're not We're not going anywhere. Have you guys... Right do you guys frequently need to offer up or Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, and look at how many people are selling stuff right now yeah. with having no money mm-hmm. and not having GameStop as a viable solution to go trade in their products yep. and get cash? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's like, yeah. I have a safe if, search or Yeah, stuff. if you want mm-hmm. cheap games right now, like, you can get them. Yeah, you right. can get systems yeah. and games cheap because GameStop's not there to buy them. And That's th- no this right yeah, now. GameStop. Right now, we're we're almost living in a world without GameStop, and yeah. we're almost getting a taste of what it's like. Yeah, right. it's pretty so, bad. So, like, basically, your best bet is to you know find cheap games from individual sellers. Yes, but there's also that whole social distancing where people don't want to meet up. With yeah, them. and then yeah, right? you have to you, versus that people who are selling on like. Or like businesses, or selling through businesses like Amazon and eBay, who just jack up the price because they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's right. what that's what we're mm-hmm. and that that's just a yes. huge fluctuation. And all it takes that's is for one person to cave and then another person to follow suit. Yep. And I've always believed eBay is one of those things of the blind leading the blind. Yeah, people people pull out prices and, and again as somebody who does a, a retro business and be like oh well this sells for this much no that's somebody asking that much and the person by the way if i could personally tell them they're a jackass yeah for trying to sell something you know you double the price you know what speaking of that even um i saw a listing on offer up recently like i'm talking about the day before yesterday for a sonic r on the sega saturn oh it's an expensive one well yeah it was it's still sealed oh, um oh wow well here's the thing it's still sealed the person put it up for uh i think 285 mm-hmm. and i was looking up because we you know we we, we researched the markets yeah. on this and the last one sold for three thirty. Okay. But all the ones that sold before that, and it's like there's like a twenty month gap though. Yeah. All the ones that sold before that were around one thirty. Yeah. Average. So here's here's the thing. That's 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 a perfect example of a wide market reset. Yeah. When you have consistency across the board, and then you take it away, and then you reintroduce it, you get a you get a, a yeah, market reset back up, yeah. like said, from one thirty right to two eighty. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? No, no, so no. It's, it's actually if you look just looking at look, and th- one thirty two. So it's a hundred fifty dollar increase. No, no, no. It's a so the person was selling it for two eighty five, but the last one that was sold was three thirty. Oh, three thirty. Yeah. But there was only one. Yeah. Of that, and then prior to that was one thirty. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So that's a that's again that is a, a mm-hmm. wide market reset, and that's exactly what would happen if GameStop goes away. You're gonna see all these prices that have been plateaued for some time. They're gonna they're gonna jump yeah. up, mm-hmm. and why? Because you'll see people on offer up. I see them all the time offer up in Facebook Marketplace, trying to sell an Xbox 360 with like ten games for like four hundred dollars. Like, where have you what been? The, yeah, like right. Where have like, you been? Like, I can go to GameStop and get like all five of those games for ten bucks yeah. together. <laughs> That's another you know? also example of people basing their sales off of like eBay. Yes, because people base mm-hmm. things off like, well, I purchased this for you know six hundred dollars a long time ago. I how much I, 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 I spent on it. I should totally get that. Cool. Let me go trade in my car because I bought my car for ten thousand. Should totally get ten thousand back. Yeah, you know, right. I didn't use it. <laughs> it's just like the game is not rare. It's, it's not, not rare. It's oh, normal. you mean no my copy of Super it. Mario Brothers is not rare? <laughs> it's <laughs> super rare. Everybody wants Super yeah, Mario like Brothers a, three. Remember that one time way back in a few years ago where someone bought that uh, the um, one of those storage 
uh, lockers mm-hmm. and that had the Nintendo in it and they oh. paid for it because they're like, oh, Nintendo's a rare. People don't realize that Nintendo sold millions of Millions, units. yeah. He called you it Nintendo 101 and yeah. then once he got lambasted, he self-deleted. <laughs> <laughs> he self-deleted. <laughs> and it's unfortunate. I mean, the guy the guy was riddled with all kinds of, uh, you know, emotional, you know, baggage and stuff. But again, that's the mental health aspect and the essential, non-essential. And the, the argument, guy was yeah. wealthy. Super wealthy, and yeah, he he got lambasted for calling that. He's like, he said Nintendo DS 101, and it was original NES 101, which is billions of consoles yeah. out there. And he says worth like what did he? I can't remember what he said. I don't remember. Three hundred thousand, yeah. something ridiculous. Like it's the first one ever made. I'm like, dude, you're. Oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, it kind of became a joke with him and that whole thing. But yes. <laughs> but yeah, but um, I mean, when we do the research, we actually look at what's sold, yeah, and not just what is listed. That's what a lot of people do when they base their prices because they look at, oh, look yeah. at this, it's selling well, more. Some people do. Now. Some people do. I, yeah. you know, no, I, I know some again, people do. But as as resellers, as being like, an as best as being an independent, and uh, you know, you say the term reseller. I, it's not a term I'm I'm fond of. I don't. I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm I know. Other I I, I know. But there are there's a difference now. People there for a people. People ask, people ask, like, well, what's the difference? Why don't you call yourself a reseller? Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business. I'm a private dealer. Um, my business is not based on looking on what asking prices are and yeah. just picking, exactly. you know, the, the middle ground. Uh, my business is based off uh, consistency and uh, just uh, quality, condition, availability, mm-hmm. and desirability. All those things are factors. They absolutely are. I mean, comic book collectors don't collect garbage copies of comics. They yeah. want the mintiest, cleanest, crispiest one that yeah. they could find, and they'll pay X amount of dollars for it. And if you find one person to buy it, and another person to buy it, and another person to buy it for that price, well, guess what? You have consistency now. Mm-hmm. If I just grab a copy of Super Mario Bros. 3 that's sun-faded, beaten, half of it's broken off, don't know if it works, it might be Excite Bike on the inside for all I know, and I say, well, i seen one on eBay for 50 bucks, so give me 45 yeah, right. you know, you're that jackass, and that's a term I use often with people. Is you're the, you're a jackass. Yeah, right. say, it's like I feel like there's no passion for the. And that's the reseller. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. passion. You yes. don't know your product. You're, you're just there it, to make a quick. You're getting buck. it off. You're getting yes. it. You're selling it. Yes. You're getting it. You're selling it. As that's to, that's not what I am, yeah, and I've never been fond of that term. And I know my friends. They wear the shirts and stuff that say scumbag reseller. And it's yes, it's meant as is is just a jab at the the whole thing. It's meant to be funny, but it's just something to me that's negative. I do not want to. Associate myself with. Yeah, I've always hated people like that too, especially being like, you know, store manager and seeing people come up. Like, I remember we wouldn't implement certain like limits on certain things at first. Yes. Until it get out of hand, you know, and then yes. people would come in and now it's just like, you're buying all of these because I know A, you don't care about it. Yeah, you don't B, care about you're it. You're just gonna put them online, and then C, you're basically just gonna do. The you're same ruining thing it for after. everybody. You ruin it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. You're you're the yeah. you're the jerk who's ruining it for everybody. And same thing with hand sanitizer and yeah. toilet paper. That's why um, I also want to be like, no, I'm not selling. I this never story. understood yeah. why the grocery stores did not just put hand sanitizer and toilet paper in a separate section. And when you go up to pay for your groceries, would you like to purchase these? We have a certain limit, and they'll bring it out to you. Yeah, like just like they that. would with like the baby mitigate, formula or yeah, the stuff mitigate like that, the yeah. control. Well, I think uh, they're starting to do that now, but they didn't do it before because it wasn't a policy. Yeah, they, but that, see, that just blows me away. Yeah, like in a situation, you need to have, and this is this is where GameStop, this is where all companies, they're learning the harsh reality of all their weak points in their business and all these little gaps, all these little potholes have been just you know getting bigger and bigger over the years. They need to start filling. Mm-hmm. And businesses aren't going to survive. Mm-hmm. You got. Restaurants, donut shops, bakeries, yeah. uh, noodle shops, whatever you want to call it, 
mom and pop barbecue joints shutting down. Yeah, they had no plan Left B. and right. They had no plan B. And that's a lot of businesses don't have that. They don't have plan B. Uh, GameStop, uh, fortunately, has a lot of plans. The problem is, is that when they're not in a situation where it calls for it, they're changing the rules yeah. Yeah, consistently. Mm-hmm. Consistently. It's and like I, consistency I, in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> Too many Yes. Mm-hmm. Their consistency is that they change all the time. It's like they're like a 13-year-old girl I who can't like decide what she wants to wear. And they always come right back to the same thing. I they think. come right back to what they first put on. Yeah. Again, the 13-year-old <laughs> girl analogy. When they when they test these new policies, quote-unquote, test these new policies, they don't stick to it. They don't. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, this is not working. Let's go back. Let's like, go back. They don't give it enough of a chance. Yeah. I remember I had those moments like where I actually have an employee that lasted long enough to see kind of like the changes in the company. They'd look at me and be like, wasn't this what we just did like mm-hmm. oh, no, a happened. few months ago? And it's, funny, like, yeah, no. and it's funny how often that those employees who run the, the store on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. they are your biggest data grabbers. And yeah, for whatever do. reason, they're paying people behind the computer to sit there and tell you, oh, well, this is this is selling more. Like, look at the numbers. Look at this. Yes, that does have mm-hmm. a factor in it. But there's also the stuff you can only learn by physically being there at the front lines yeah, and right. what's going on yeah, on a daily basis. Knowing your regulars. Knowing your clientele. You know, I would do a lot of uh, inventory acquisitions based upon my clientele. I would like, well, let's go pick up a collection. Let's see. The collection consists of a lot of Sega Genesis. I know of two specific collectors who would be all over this. And that way I know it's a safe bet. You know, then you got uh, GameStop who would purchase, I don't know, whatever, what's a terrible game? Throw something out there that you had an abundance of oh, that you I, couldn't get rid I, of. I, I know one that oh, we can throw Alien? fun. Aliens Colonial Marines. <laughs> Aliens Colonial Marines. How many copies oh, sat, <laughs> how many copies sat on the shelf before they did a field yeah, destroy, too many. <laughs> too many, too many, and that's that's exactly like my it. point. You need people at the front lines telling you. You need to be listening, you know. And, and just uh, GameStop, I think sometimes treats its employees like children, like they don't know any better and they don't listen to them as if they have nothing of value to say. We well, made this point too. Is before their their actual job title was game advisor. Game advisor. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm really advising you yeah. on games, and then it became sales associate. It's, you know what it is? Right, it's yeah. a person who has a job who's there daily and a valued employee a respected employee is an effective employee mm-hmm. you have to be valued and i've 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 lived this i've been through it i demonstrate it now that you get what you pay for and sometimes it just blows me away if a person made a dollar more uh, an hour or a dollar more an hour what does that affect you in a week not much maybe 40 50 bucks if that depending on how many hours you give them but you're telling me for 40 dollars more i get your best Mm-hmm. And you can't see the value in that? It blows me away. Yeah, right. When people feel like I work for GameStop so underpaid. If I gave you 50 cents more, would you be happy? Oh, yeah, I'd go crazy for 50 cents. Empl- 50 cents raise. So $20 more a week, and I get your best? Yeah, really? Like, <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. I have, I've always seen like 20, like 20, like, I'm sorry, 50, 50 per, like, cent raises. Like, oh, I used to get 10 cent raises. Like, yeah. Oh, I got 10 cent raises, and that's when I stopped caring because they didn't care about me. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I stopped caring, and well, that's that's when I felt it was time to leave. I've gone as far as I can go here. It's time to move on. Yeah, see how much they value else. you too. Because exactly, like, and an uh, undervalued employee does not feel good. Um, the number one people they'll tell you the number one reason why people quit working at their jobs mm-hmm. is their manager. They mm-hmm. say the manager was not good, ineffective. People don't follow unskilled, weak leaders. They 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 lambast. Them. Oh, that's true. Look at the one we got in office right now. We got a whole country that if you were in any other country, you'd be in jail for talking bad about the president. But we had to live in a country now where people literally make memes, statues, fun of him. And mm-hmm. you know what? He don't give a crap. 
Yeah, he don't. Like, he's kind of a pimp in that way. He don't give a crap. <laughs> but, at the, like, it, but at the same time, it's kind of sad. Yeah. It's kind of sad. It's like, we mock our president? I mean, would you have thought 20 years ago, Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy? Yeah, right? Like all would these we mock them? Like, no, no, right. you can't. If no, you're in China... That, I think there was one of them, yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be in mm-hmm. so much trouble. I don't think it was until Clinton... Clinton or Bush? Bush. Bush. Yeah, right, Bush. There we go. That things started Bush. to change. <laughs> Internet changed a lot of things for everybody, yeah. too, though. So people hide behind you know anonymity all the time, uh, just talking trash from distance. And that's where GameStop gets a lot of its hate. People yeah. are just talking trash. But you know what? A lot of these people, they don't even patron GameStop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they but don't. They don't. Yeah, so they, they stopped paying attention for the longest time. The longest well, it's time. even rough, too. It's like bringing it back around, too, as far as just like paying and getting raises and stuff. Like, as far as when we were at GameStop conference, my last GameStop conference as a manager, basically, we were all sitting in the hotel room. We were in Las Vegas. We were all having a good time, but we all started kind of just like spilling the dirty deets that we have, kind of like, you know, how are you being treated here? How's your story going here? How's your experience with the district leader here, right? And we came up with a question, all this, same district, you know, we're all really close together. We had a group text and everything. We asked each other, like, how much are you getting paid right now? And we were saying, like, just be completely honest. Let's see how much you're getting, how much you're getting, how much you're getting. Somebody who was with the company longer than I was was getting paid four dollars less than I was. Place, right? Was it the was it like region or district or something like that? Right? We talked about yeah, like so yeah, but it was everybody in our region, basically same region, same district. Pay rates. Somebody that had gotten basically hired maybe about two or three years after me because I had some tenure too as well. Let's say Mm -hmm. they got hired two, three, four years after me, they were getting more money than I was. So I was just like, wait, how much are you getting paid? And they was like, how did you get that? You know, it's just like, well, I asked for it. And I was like, and they gave it to your source smaller than mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. And it kind of turned into this thing where it kind of brought us closer together as opposed to pushing us apart. Mm-hmm. It kind of turned into like that camaraderie of just like, yeah, what is going on here? You know, yeah. like, it's that unified. That sounds like the grounds for making a GameStop union. Yeah. And right now, yeah, exactly. Re- and we were sitting there and like, yeah. it's a definitely a real thing to where you realize like, how much do they really value you? Like, yeah. What is, that, what is your value to the company? That's, if you're not that's really all like, yeah, it's really any business, honestly. You know, how much are you valued? And a lot of times, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm dealing with people like that, I I, uh, I ask them, like, you know, what what can what do you bring to the table? What is special about you? And what do you think you're worth? An hour? What's an hour of your time worth? And sometimes we put it back on a person and they have to kind of frame that themselves. They're like, well, what am I worth? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, a lot of times they'll, they'll tell you. And then if it's, it's if it's agreeable, and a lot of times it is, they typically a lot of people tend to undervalue themselves mm-hmm. and that has a positive and negative it, at least one if as long as they're flexible and willing to listen and learn they can only go up you know and right. it just depends you know if if uh if you value them and they, they bring value to your business then pay them well because they're the ones who are standing on guard they're the ones who are producing you know the golden eggs mm-hmm. uh make sure they're taken care of or even like a little thing too it's like hey we just got this uh, swag box you know like here's here's some little items like cool oh, collectibles no, even or something a like, bonus here's a cash like, bonuses you know there's, there's i wish i can give there's there is uh if you guys are familiar all there are five love languages there's yep. a book about mm-hmm. that and sometimes that. uh sometimes the most important one is just affirmation yeah. An affirmation is when you basically let a person know verbally by telling them, hey, we really value you. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you for your service and what you do. And those words, depending on the person, could be all they need to hear mm-hmm. to really propel them and motivate them, invigorate them to do their absolute best for you. Mm-hmm. And the better, the better they're off doing the better off you're off doing, especially if you're the one behind, you know, the curtain mm-hmm. who's running things. And just to elaborate on the five love languages, it's just a way of 
showing appreciation. It is. Um, There's different not, forms. It's of not it. about romance. It's, it's not. It's five <laughs> love languages. Five yeah, love it's, languages. It's, it's just a way of either how you receive uh, the appreciation, how you give the appreciation. Yes, it's, exactly. It's a, yeah, the ebb and flow. There's five yeah. different uh, ways that, and most people fall under one or two categories. Affirmation and acts of service. Yeah, acts of service. Acts of service. Uh, gifting. Uh, gifting. Quality uh, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the last I one? I don't remember. I cannot remember yeah. either right now. <laughs> Mystery five. Um, but yeah, I, I know it's that's quality, quality time and mm-hmm. affirmation, uh, acts, acts of, of service, service gifting, uh, gifting and hmm. physical touch. Oh, physical touch. Yeah. That's the last one. <laughs> and physical touch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, just to, uh, kind of reiterate, uh, we talked about, um, consistency. You, you know, you, you base the, your prices based on consistency without GameStop, they're real wish. They, they, they create of, their prices. They create their prices, and that's how things are kind of state level because they're kind of the point of reference. Yes, in a sense. So now, without GameStop, yeah, exactly. Now GameStop could sell PS4, Xbox One, 360, PS3 far more than I can pull off. Uh, there'll be times like um, let's see, for example, right now, uh, what's the star? The latest Star Wars game, right? Oh, uh, Fall, Jedi, Fallen Order. The Fallen Order. So we had one traded in. Uh, current market says it was going, I believe, about twenty five. Mm-hmm. Online consistently sold at twenty five, and if you check GameStop's current sales, it's like fifty four ninety nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a big stark contrast in that. Now, when you're talking retro, um, they could have Earthbound for a hundred dollars, yeah. mm-hmm. but fair market and consistent market value say one fifty. Mm-hmm. See, it's there's there's a give and take to it. Yeah. But where it really matters is. It's across the board when you're talking the, the games like the Mario's, the Donkey Kong, Zelda's, Mega Man's, uh, Call of Duty's, things like that. They're keeping the prices at a nice steady level for the majority of games out there. It's only the minuscule ones that don't have uh, a lot of uh, copies existing. Yeah, the ones that don't mm-hmm. come by very that, often. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They go up and down. And most customers who are purchasing, they'll understand. They'll understand. I don't come across this often. And it's my opportunity to get it, so I'm going to take it. Mm-hmm. Now, um, we talked about how uh, they're trying to treat their businesses where it's uniform across the nation when it's not, you have to kind of pay attention to, to your demographic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's because they're looking at it. I feel like someone up there is looking at it from a regular franchise model. If, if you go back to as far as one of the first persons who took advantage of franchising, which was Ray Kroc when he started McDonald's. Mm, yeah. And he made it uniform. And that's why when you go in, you, you expect the same thing. It's not exactly the same thing when it comes to video games either, though. Yeah. Because... This, when it comes to food, you're always going to have a consistent. Well, different person. areas have different demographics, yeah. different types of gamers. You yeah, know, yeah, exactly. So, and it's just, yeah, it's. I mean, comparing food to video games doesn't really work, and that's probably why that's not really helping them out. Well, I, I, I just assume that's what they're doing, but that's how that's mm-hmm. how Ray Kroc started franchising, and that you make the business predictable. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just that when you have employees who don't cater. To, you know, because when you go to order food, you know what you're getting from the menu. Mm-hmm. But when you're going to shop for video games, you want someone to cater to. Yeah, you, have, you yeah, trust that yeah, this person exactly, knows what they're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So it's a, yeah. it's quite different when it comes to that. You know, it's weird too. I know we've kind of alluded on it a little bit, but I know we've talked about it before. Is all these new people coming into the board of directors besides Reggie? Yeah. Or anybody getting no hired? From, they're all uh, they're all people from like Walmart or like Pet you know PetSmart these places. They're not really places people from like core gaming communities. Yeah. You know? Reggie, yeah, he's from Nintendo, so yeah. you know we can trust what he's saying. But like, how are these people from the outside gonna benefit? Let's I, say I think, a GameStop, honestly, I think very catered to this niche, pe- like amount of people. I think know? they need that op- uh, outside observation. 
because like having that business kind of like model already or know, more like, more like consultation from people who mm-hmm. like are watching from the outside just going in yeah. and going okay well, mm-hmm. how are you doing this outside looking in yeah they, they right. look at things more black and white than they yeah. do gray mm-hmm. but sometimes that helps too no yeah. it absolutely helps you need both yeah. yeah right you need to be yeah i have a friend uh who's a, who's a good friend of mine uh much younger than me Mm-hmm. And um, I value his opinion, even though he is years younger than me, because he's very critical. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things I would say, he would tear it apart. And for most people, this might annoy them, but I saw the value yeah. in his... It's his, a constructive criticism. It's a constructive mm-hmm. criticism. He's very analytical. Yeah. And he just showed me a different perspective. And once I, I, I found myself oftentimes agreeing with his analogies yeah. versus my own. It's like, well, I never thought of it that way. And I think that when you are mature enough and you understand that you can be flexible, that you are willing to listen to all voices mm-hmm. and pull the best information you can from it. Especially, you know, if somebody's telling you it's a horse, it's shaped like a horse, it looks like a horse, it sounds like a horse, most likely it's a horse, mm-hmm. you know. But if you got a bunch of people telling you this, 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 and that, you're getting a lot of this misinformation, well, you really don't kind of know where to be. And that very well likely could be where GameStop is currently at mm-hmm. and amidst all this is that they don't quite know where the problem lies. Yeah, right. They're trying to stop the bleeding. They're trying to the yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a really good way to put it. They're trying to stop the bleeding, but they don't know where the wound is at. <laughs> the problem is there's several of them. Yeah, right, you know, yeah. and the only way you can address it is to literally just start going one by one by one and trace mm-hmm. it back to the source. Why are customers diminishing? Why are the trade-ins slowing down? And I would take even trade-ins to some of my local stores and they'd tell me, you know, that, hey, we've been down by like 55%. We're not getting any distro transfers. I'm like, are you mm-hmm. serious? Like, yeah, we're not getting product. We can't survive. Like, what's going on? But you've got stores closing down mm-hmm. that are liquidating product. Yeah. And you're telling me you can't get a transfer and an influx? Yeah, right. Like, what? Who's in charge of this? Mm-hmm. And you know, what? they're saying there's no plan in place. On, on that, <laughs> there really isn't. On that uh, subject too, because um, it seems like to me, like I've talked about this, they kind of work on an algorithm when it comes to some of this product transfer. Yeah, so just um, like numbers especially in the machine, like yeah. RSP, the uh, restock um, stock um, rebalancing mm-hmm. uh, stock. Um, Regional stock balancing. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Regional okay. stock balancing. Um, yeah, it seems like it's all worked on an algorithm, and it seems like a lot of the policies and what they come up with seems to just be more on working on the relying on computer like, you know, calculations. Yeah, it's yeah. like but, you have uh, those. I want to actually real quick mention the Funko Land because back in the day, RSBs were actually handpicked, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. If we had an overstock of something that uh, we weren't doing anything with, we'd send it back. Yeah, and um, it's funny because you mentioned earlier Ray Kroc. Um, if any of you guys actually got to see the founder movie, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic movie, you haven't seen it, definitely give it a watch. I believe it is on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Um, once he started franchising out everything and your first few popped up, one of the first ones I believe was in Sacramento. Um, that wasn't one of the franchisees. And at this time with drive-ins, uh, people didn't quite understand exactly what McDonald's was. Because drive throughs did not exist. Mm-hmm. You had to walk mm-hmm. up to the counter and they didn't bring your food out to you. People were like, what? It's really strange. And he says you have very simple items. And I believe McDonald's of old is like the in and out of now. Mm-hmm. That they had a very small menu, hamburger, cheeseburger, french fries, drinks. That's it. I That's how McDonald's was. Mm-hmm. That's how in and out is now. I bet the quality was much better. But... Some franchises took it upon themselves like, well, we're not going to make enough money off that. So we're going to start serving fried chicken, pot pies. And they started taking it upon their own selves mm-hmm. to change things up. And what it took was somebody 
physically going to location, seeing what was going on, not worried about an algorithm. And of course, algorithm didn't exist back then, but you had to get down. Why is this thing not doing well? Let me go see what's going on. Are you guys standing up on your cleanliness? He'd find out. No, you guys aren't cleaning daily. You're not cleaning as you should. You're not restocking as you should. You're not putting up your marketing. You're not. These are all the pitfalls. Yeah. Right. And it needs to be addressed on a store by store basis yeah. to find out where all the weakness is at. And then also, honestly, these customer surveys, they're so ingrained with, well, how was your overall satisfaction? And did your employee ask you about this? And it's like, how about tell us what you don't like about our stores? Real mm-hmm. simple. What don't you like about GameStop? Your trade in values, I don't like. Or your used games to new game price ratio difference is ridiculous. $2 difference. Change that. I never understand why they don't change that. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. Tell us what's wrong so we can address it rather than trying to yeah. inflate our egos and tell us about employee. And you know, after you fill it like 20, hell, after you finish up like, you know, three or four, uh, surveys, and it just keeps reiterating the same thing over. It was employees really good. You start finding yourself copy and pasting the same thing over and over yeah. and over. I know these guys who work there still, they can read them. It loses its meaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, they, the one good thing about them is that when they're positive, they get forwarded to the person it's about. And that's yeah, right. a yeah. good affirmation. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't, the, their surveys are so limited on what you can see. And yes. On top of this, though, mm-hmm. so, like, here's the thing they do have surveys outside of the things you buy. Like when you get emails, not just the emails about the product you just bought. They have other surveys too. It's like, hey, we have a survey here. Can you take it? Tell us, you know, your opinion. I've taken those surveys. They have little freedom. Like you can't barely say anything. I, I was like, I was ready to take the survey and go, here's what I, you know, here's what I think you guys should do. Blah, 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 blah. Which I'm mm-hmm. sure they get a lot by just regular emails. None of that. It was like, they had like three questions and then, okay, we're done. And I'm you like, see, uh, a lot of the questions too are kind of steering you towards positive feedback. Yeah. You know, where it's kind of like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, it's a format it's, where it's, it's, it's absolutely useless. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I said, it's an absolutely useless survey. It doesn't accomplish anything at the end of the day. I would, if I was in charge of GameStop, I would want to know where are my weakest links so I can get on them. Let me do the repairs. See, what's hard about now, too, is because there's so much hate, it would just probably be an influx, too. But well, you'd have to weed out the constructive criticism from just that. Yeah. Oh, just I just don't like this guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a blind hate. And yeah. you know what? And then the second you get that, that's a red flag. Toss that. And look, you're just going to have to sift through it. Yeah. yeah you know? You're just going to have to sift through a pile of crap to find the diamonds Maybe. and find out the ones that are actually really worth listening to. Yeah, right. Where Maybe, someone's uh, actually like, hey, I didn't like this policy or something. I don't yeah. like this policy. Bring back the 20%. You're right. No, it's something like that. Bring back yeah. the 20%. I think if I heard that enough, bring back the 20%. People liked it. We did that right. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's make a big thing about it. Let's make a big, big thing about it. We're bringing back the 20% elite membership. You know how I many people would fly back to GameStop and like, oh, I'm getting used games. 20%'s back, baby. You know? Jeez, I know I would. I spent, I could tell you, with how much I spent at GameStop, I would spend an average of maybe about six to $800 a month at GameStop. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Consistently. I still buy at GameStop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you're getting good deals. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> you get really good deals. Uh, yeah, just people just not paying attention to They're it. They're just not paying attention to it. When people say, I hate GameStop, my my instant refute today is, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, right. yeah, you're, you're doing, doing it. it wrong. We've talked about it. Or, I, I... or find a better store sometimes, <laughs> too. You know? like... yeah, it could be the case, too. I mean, GameStops are typically not more than five to ten minutes apart from each other. Yeah, Almost right, every yeah. town has, like, I know where I'm from, we had four. At one point, we had five. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had five. But now we're down to four. That's a lot for a little town like ours. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah. 
uh, I think we, actually, we should uh, close it up for now. Okay. Well over time, actually, this might be our longest recording. Okay. I like so, it. Yeah, but it's been a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a good one. I feel like we've got a lot of good insight, especially from Funko Land, you yeah. know, having yeah. the the old school insight, you know, even coming into now with all the things that are going on yeah. with GameStop yeah. or even and, just... And as being as a competitor. I was saying, as, as being as a competitor, I was bringing it up too, yeah, yeah. You know, you definitely have a good insight seeing the outside looking in, you know? Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, maybe maybe Reggie and uh, the other guys, Bill Simon and uh, JK, maybe they actually will start to implement that whole survey thing where well, they're going to sift through it. And you look see, at what, that. you yeah. see, as you just said, you know, my input here. Imagine how it is for them. Yeah, like, and that outside yeah. input. It's like, wow, okay, you guys are putting things in perspective. We're kind of seeing it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that happens. I hope. I really hope so. Game GameStop gets back up to the top. I really yeah, do. Right. Or hopefully, uh, also change their name. Bring back Funko Land. That's my biggest thing. That that name's got to go. Honestly, if they were to say we're being bought out, uh, Funko Land's taking over GameStop, you'd see nationwide rejoicing. <sighs> People have such good memories of Funko Land. Yeah, even me. It's yeah. like yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like yeah, Funko Land, man. Mm-hmm. That's the spot. If you put that, if I tweeted that to GameStop. If you put it out there, man. If they just did it. Sorry, guys, we're closing up. Funkland bought us out. Oh my god, you guys hear Funkland's coming back? To well, yeah. to, to be fair, the person who runs the GameStop Twitter, he's mm. he's just social media manager, so yeah. he can probably like you know forward it over, but who knows what they'll do with yeah, it, right? See what happens. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> that was Got before true. Reggie when you did that too, right? That was mm. well before Reggie. Actually, that was like a year actually, ago I think, when you sent that to him. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was like a year ago. I I've been saying that. I've been saying this for years. Yeah, I've been saying this for absolute years because <laughs> like, I like GameStop. You know. All right. Well. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, we got to drop man. the gate. Yeah, we got to the registers out. We, we, you know, he's been inside while the gates closed. Actually, so you know, if this was an actual game style, we'd probably get fired. But <laughs> yeah, right, no, fool, but yeah, no. That being said, anybody that wants to come into the uh, the shop with the closing staff and you know spit some opinions out or have some uh, good constructive criticism, more than welcome. Yeah, 